Hello, hello, and welcome back to another Mama's Partnering with God podcast episode. I am here with you today, and we are going to be talking about five points about prayer to help remove the fear of inadequacy in our prayer. Because, like, when we sit down to pray, I know I have felt this way a lot of times before I really built a relationship with God, I felt like I wasn't doing it right. I felt like I was inadequate. I felt like I was trying to figure out how to actually pray, how to study the Bible, how to do this stuff. And in all reality, there is no specific way. So before I give away everything, let's just dive right into this amazing topic so that we can go out and pray to God and pray with others to God and actually feel like we are making a difference rather than doing it scared and in fear. Welcome to the Mama's Partnering with God podcast. I am your host, Molly Bunnell, mom, wife, and Jesus lover. And this is where we tackle life struggles with the help and guidance from God. In this podcast, you will find God-led solutions through partnering with God in your life. My mission is to equip you with the tools that will bring you closer to God, allowing you to find faith, hope, and peace so that you can tackle marriage, motherhood, and finances with ease. It can be so easy to let the world run your life, but what do you get from that? Pain? Heartache? Struggle? But with God as your solution and creating a God-led lifestyle, Hope, joy, and peace are just knocking at your door. So, if you're ready to finally team up with God, doing things in His strength instead of your own, you better turn that Mickey Mouse on for your kids and plug in those headphones, Mama, so we can go partner with God. Alrighty, so before I dive too deep into today's episode, I would like to just remind you guys that I do have five coaching spots available to the first five mamas who are ready to be coached on either financing or um, time management, you know, whichever problem that you are struggling with the most, I would definitely love to help you out with. Um, and also they are free, so you don't have to worry about paying for anything because I just feel that God is wanting me to open these up for you so that you can actually take a step into the direction that he is trying to guide you so that you are able to master your time. You're able to master your money and you're able to create a home environment where you are living in love rather than in chaos and in uncertainty and it's just a happy joyful environment where it's all focused on love so let's move on to today's topic which which like i said earlier is prayer and i've got five points about prayer so that you can remove the fear of feeling inadequate when you pray by yourself when you pray when you pray my goodness (laughs) um when you pray either by yourself or with other people, you know, those, those feelings of inadequacy tend to pop up all over because when we are young in our relationship with God, like 
some people say infancy, some people say toddler. I mean, as you grow, it changes, obviously. But when you're new to it, prayer takes practice. And it's something that I know me as I grew up as a Christian, but I really didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to talk to God. So I just stayed in that infant stage and I would talk to God every now and again, but it was never anything as deep as it is now. And it wasn't necessarily because I didn't know how to pray because there's a specific way of doing it. I just hadn't figured out my way of doing it, my way of talking to God, my way of communicating and the words I would say, the vocabulary, because the vocabulary can be totally different than what it is that you talk about. Um, there is different jargon, which that's kind of a big word, but that's when you have certain words that mean certain things in relation to like like sports. There can be sports jargon, there can be medical jargon, there can be Christian jargon, there can be, you know, whatever category you have, there's probably specific words that people use that if you're not in that area, if you're not in that group, you don't understand. It's kind of like an inside joke kind of thing, minus the joke. <laughs> um, but if we expect to know how to pray, if we expect it to come easy and just to be able to snap your fingers and it to work and happen the way everyone else makes it sound, then it's not going to like we have to manage our expectations. I feel like I'm always saying this at home, on the podcast. Expectations can take you down such a bad path, but they can also take you down a good path, which I am going to do an episode on expectations with God. So be sure to look out for that. But when it comes to our expectations of ourselves and of the world and of people around us, we tend to shoot for the moon. And then we're so upset when it doesn't happen the way we think it's going to. And that's the same way with prayer. Like we expect prayer to just be able to happen, to be able to, you know, sound as good as um, Sarah's praying over there when we're together and praying in a group. Like she makes it sound really pretty. There was actually somebody that I worked with and she got upset at somebody for praying a specific way. And it was just her fear of inadequacy coming out because she thought that you had to pray a certain way. And she was inadequate about the jargon that I'm speaking of with the Christian way of praying. And that's where like, you do a lot of talking to God and it's more of a deeper connection. It actually sounds really pretty. Like, have you ever heard one of those people out there praying in a group and they sound so good? Like the prayer sounds like it was scripted. It sounds like there was a whole bunch of work put behind that so that it sounds the way it does, so that it was kind of, I don't know, showing off a little bit, but that's not it. Those 
people who are able to speak that way in prayer have practiced and practiced and practiced. It's pretty much like watching, oh, let's say basketball. And you start as third graders. And when you go from third grade, where you hardly know anything, to college, where everyone knows everything, and they're able to speak their own language, they're able to make plays that you never thought would ever happen as a third, like a third grader. And from there, it just is like overwhelming because we expect to be able to go from right away when we start to be that college level with prayer, but it takes practice. We are only at that third grader level of basketball, which is hardly anything. We don't have the form. We don't have the stamina of running. We can't do layups. That was me. <laughs> um, but it's just, we expect to be able to be in that college level. And then when we hear people who are able to pray at that college level, we get so mad. We get so fearful and inadequate and frustrated and all of this emotion comes up because Sarah is able to pray better than we are and because of that we don't want to pray in front of anybody and sometimes it leaks into our prayer at home where we don't want to pray at home either because if we're not as good as that person then what's the point like God wants to hear it like that person who's in college rather than from a prayer from somebody who's in third grade that is not true. Those are just the devil's little punches at us telling us that we are inadequate, that we can't pray, and he wants to keep us from praying, and that's what he's going to do. He's going to nitpick at all the people who are good and tell us that if we're not as good as them, well, then we might not as well, we might as well not be praying at all. And that's not what God wants. God does not care if you know the jargon or not. He does not care if you are able to make these beautifully unscripted, that sounds scripted, prayers. He only wants you to speak to him and build that relationship. I mean, when you have your children and they are an infant, you don't expect them to be able to walk right then and there. You don't expect them to be able to talk or to even be potty trained. You don't expect them to go from an infant and then the next day be an adult. In fact, we don't want that to happen. It makes us sad because then our children don't want us. They don't lean on us. They don't need us and we feel unwanted. And that's kind of the same way God is. He wants us to go through those stages of life, the stages of development where he can see our firsts and he can cheer us on just as much as we cheer on our babies who, by the way, my baby just rolled over for the first time yesterday. I was super excited. I missed it, but <laughs> I, I had put her on her tummy to do tummy time and she was just like, yeah, nope, not having this and rolled back over onto her back. It wasn't very long. I was out of the room and came back in and there she was, but I'm getting a little off topic. But it's still those milestones. God wants to share in those milestones with us, those developmental things that only he can see and we learn as Christians. And 
we expect to be able to just snap our fingers and be, like I said, in the college level and everywhere in the Christianity process. But in all reality, it is a slow growth and a slow process. And if you do not study, if you do not practice, then you will always be at that infant level. If you do not build that relationship with God, you will always be at that infant level. So that's why I am wanting to share with you these five points about prayer so that you can feel adequate, so that you can get rid of the fear because God is not of fear. Fear is not of God. I said that backwards. God doesn't want anything to do with being scared. He wants us to be courageous, to be strong and if we don't have it ourselves, he wants to give it to us. He wants us to lean on him. Just as we as moms want our kids to lean on us. And when they go off and do their thing on their own, it makes us sad. And it's the same way with God. It makes him sad if we do not lean on him, if we do not ask for help. That's what he wants. And all it takes is the asking. And he is willingly and mercifully and humbly and wanting to just give it to us with every fiber in his body. Alrighty, so moving on to my five points of prayer. Um, the first one is to just pray with integrity or putting it in simpler words, don't pray for the wrong reasons. Like don't try to be this person who is able to pray perfectly with a scripted out prayer and try to sound like you know what you're doing, even if you don't. I mean, that's kind of a bad way of putting it. You just, you don't want to be an actor when it comes to prayer. You want to be truthful. You want to be honest. You want to be able to actually get the point across. And it doesn't matter what your vocabulary is. It doesn't matter if you're saying these huge words that um, some people know and some people don't. It doesn't matter if you're speaking in, I don't know, a six-year-old's tongue and just saying the most simplest words and phrases. It doesn't matter how it comes out. It just matters that it's truthful and honest. Um, okay, point number two. Don't pray empty prayers. So, I know this can happen a lot with prayers that are repetitive, meaning they are the same thing, kind of like the Lord's Prayer. When you say, um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. See, I'm saying it fast. I'm saying it off of memory, and I'm not actually saying it as if I mean it. I'm not sitting there thinking about the words and actually meditating on what I'm saying. I'm just saying it to say it. Another big one is like when you sit down to eat and you say, God is good, God is great, thank you for our food, amen. A lot of people just say it as fast as they possibly can because they want to eat, but they aren't meaning what they're saying. They're not actually trying to um, pray to God. They're just saying the words so that they can do what they're supposed to do essentially like you're supposed to pray before you eat and so they say something real fast and then they eat without actually having any meaning or heart behind it um 
So be careful with those prayers. That's why I don't like to pray those kind of prayers so that I actually have to think about what it is that I want to say. Even if I sit there and go, uh, yep, Lord, I've got nothing on my mind right now. So thank you for the food. <laughs> there are times that I do pray like that. And he loves those just as much as prayers where I have a lot to say. Okay. Point number three, pray honest and truthful prayers. So it doesn't matter if you have perfect vocabulary, like I said before. It doesn't matter if what you say is scripted out or even if you stumble over your words. I know I do that all the time. I do like to journal so that my mind isn't going faster than my mouth and then I actually am able to focus on what I'm saying over just saying it because when I just talk, I tend to just talk and not think about what I'm talking about. I know you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so that's why I just try to be raw. I try to be honest with God. I tell him my emotions. I tell him what is going on with me. I don't have a structure. I don't have it already pre-scripted. I just talk and I say whatever's on my mind, even if I'm upset. Sometimes I will cry to God. Sometimes I'll yell to God. Um, sometimes I'll tell him I'm frustrated with him. That's not very often, but it does happen. Like, just be raw and honest with God, just like you would your parents. Talk to him as if he you're talking to your mom or your dad. And he loves that. It builds the relationship. It gets it deeper because you are sharing with him things that, yes, he already knows what's on your heart. But by you sharing to him, it opens you up to receiving more and allowing him to share with you the answer to that prayer or maybe a guidance to get you through the hardship, whatever's going on. And so just being honest and truthful and humble is the way that you should pray. And that's all you should focus on. You shouldn't focus on how, like I said, the words don't matter just as long as you are saying words. Um, so like I said, the types of prayers, I, I'm kind of just repeating myself right now at this point, but the types of prayers that I try not to focus on are structured prayers. So if you go out there on the internet, you can find many ways out there to structure your prayer, how to do it, what to put first, what to say second, what to say last. And my advice on that is to not worry about it. Just pray. Just talk to God, just like you would anybody else. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to just sit there and talk about yourself the whole time. You do want to talk about God and you do want to talk about others' needs and worship God and thank Him for things that He's done for Him and ask the Holy Spirit for help as well. But there's no specific order in which it needs to be done. There's no specific way in which you need to pray. So just let that get off your conscience and just stay calm <laughs> because with structure, it only gives you something even more to fear and if you just go out there and you just pray and you just talk to God that takes some pressure off of you and the fear then disappears and maybe eventually as you grow as you learn more and get more in practice on praying and talking to God then you can 
be more specific and maybe structure your prayers and maybe um, have specific prayers you want to pray about and certain times of the day and all this kind of stuff. Or you can just let it be random. Let it just flow. If you've got something going on, something's heavy and really on your heart, just talk to God about it in that moment. That's the great thing about praying and about God is you can just do it right then and there and it takes it off of your mind and it definitely gives it to God and it's so amazing when you actually reach that point. Okay, so my fifth and last thing that I want to talk about is just if you're really that concerned on how to pray, I don't suggest going out into the world on the internet and finding how to pray online. I suggest going to the Lord's Prayer in the Bible and study how Jesus prayed to God. Right there is the prime example of how to pray. Jesus does it for you. He gives you an example of how to pray. And if that's something that really bothers you and you really want to have that structure, then go and study the Lord's Prayer. Um, but one thing I do want to caution you with structure is if it's too structured, then it starts to weigh on whether you're doing it in integrity or if it's an empty prayer. You want to be careful because you want it to actually have meaning. You want it to be honest and truthful. And if you follow a structure, sometimes it just gets repetitive and you say the same things over and over again. And then they start to lose their meaning and they start to just be words that you're saying rather than something you're actually putting heart behind, something that actually means something. Okay, so those are my five points. Um, before I hop off, I do want to give you something you can possibly do on this prayer. And I just want you to be yourself. I want you to talk to God and read the Bible and then watch how your prayer changes. This isn't something you can do in a matter of a day or two days, but if you journal and you watch how your prayers started out and then eventually you see how they change because of the relationship that you're building with God and because of the um, knowledge that you're gaining from reading the Bible, your prayers will change and they will start to become more like the college level um, believer that you want to be right out of the gate. <laughs> And you will actually see that coming true. It's not going to be fast. It's not going to be a quick change. It's not going to be something you may not even notice it until a couple months down the road. But I challenge you to get a book and to start journaling. And just go and watch and see yourself practicing and seeing how you change. Okay. So with that being said, if you have any questions or concerns or anything that you just want to voice about prayer, I would love to hear it over in my free Facebook group, Mama's Partnering with God, and I would love for you to join if you haven't already. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and I will see you on Friday. 
Hey mama, before you head out, if this episode has blessed you in any way, would you please go and leave a written review over on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach, bless, and impact many other mamas the way it has you? I also want to personally invite you to come and join me and many other like-minded mamas over in my free Facebook group. I would love to hear your thoughts, answer your questions, and keep this conversation going. Praying God continues to bless you. See you next time.